You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 143, with Julian Hayes II. Today we're talking about the importance of moving often and trusting your gut. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up? What's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. And can you believe it is already the last week of November 2017? Mind blown. Absolutely amazing year. So much more to come. And I am super excited for 2017. But man, let's get through these amazing holidays. I absolutely love the holiday season. I'm like a kid almost all year, but especially this time of year, I am true. I just truly love the holiday season. Now, if you're brand new to Men of Abundance, this is your first time tuning in. I want to personally welcome you and I want you to pay it forward, pay it back, be abundant in your life today and thank the person who introduced you to Men of Abundance. It is extremely important to be grateful and give thanks to those who pay it forward to you. And here at Men of Abundance, one of our primary goals is to help you get out of the scarcity mindset and start adopting a mindset of abundance and realize how much you have in your life. And one way to get started in doing that is by taking action. And the first thing I want you to take action on is, like I just said, thanking the person, giving thanks and being grateful to those who have given to you and be thankful and be grateful for everything that you currently have in your life right now. So you know what, I'm going to give you just a few moments to think about what you're grateful for right now this minute. I'm going to pause for just a second. There's going to be a pause in the audio. And during that time, even if you're driving, don't close your eyes. No matter what it is that you're doing right now, if you're in a quiet space, and I hope you are, while you're listening to this. But just, if you're not, close out everything around you, close out all the noise, and just think about right now what you're grateful for in this very moment. And you can even take it a step further and verbalize it. Say it out loud. What are you grateful for? Say it to yourself. If it's a person that you're grateful for, say their name. Whatever it is, say it out loud. All right, so think about what you're grateful for and say it out loud. Go. How awesome did that feel? Feels awesome, doesn't it? It feels amazing. It really lifts you up when you actually just take a few seconds out of your busy day, out of your hectic day, to just be grateful for what you have and everything in your life. Now imagine doing that every single day, first thing when you wake up in the morning. Every single day. If you don't already do that, man, I'm telling you right now, the the changes in your life just by waking up and starting your day out with an attitude of gratitude or throughout the day when something really screwed up happens throughout in your day and you just pause for a second, go to the bathroom, go outside, go somewhere quiet and just sit down and reflect on what you just thought about and having an attitude of gratitude. I'm telling you, it enhances your day. It enhances your moment. It enhances your attitude 
and it really enhances your life if you do this on a consistent basis, along with all the other things that we talk about here at Men of Abundance and in the Men of Abundance community. I have some really fun, short little challenges that I'm going to be posting in the Men of Abundance community that you are going to be able to participate in. Something as simple as what we just did. Some things are a little bit more complex. Some things you'll do for your wife, you'll do for your family. But they're all very simple and they're very fun. And it's a great way to pay it forward and have an attitude of gratitude. When you're ready to get access to our Men of Abundance community, I want to personally invite you. This is your official invitation. And when you're ready... You can go to menofabundance.com forward slash members or click on members only at the top of any one of the web pages at menofabundance.com and you can read through that page and then scroll down and click on join the community. I'll give you access so that you can get into the Men of Abundance community and start hanging out with some other really cool men who are extremely excited about living a life of abundance and paying it forward. One other way that you can be abundant in your life today, and this goes for all of you, One way to be abundant in your life today is to share Men of Abundance, the website, the podcast, the community. Share all things Men of Abundance with at least five men today. And what I mean by that is invite them. Invite them to Men of Abundance. If you're going to invite them to the community, if you're already in there, you can invite people to the community, but don't just drop them in there unannounced. That's not cool. Nobody likes to be dropped into a group. Invite them to the group, let them make the decision if they want to join the group or not. And then you can also share the Men of Abundance website and the podcast with men and women. Of course, we're only inviting men into the community, but about 38% of the listeners of Men of Abundance are women, and they are getting a lot out of it. They are leaving me reviews on iTunes, and they're sending me messages. Some of them even want me to work with their husbands and coaching them into living a life of abundance. And Quite frankly, it doesn't really work like that. I mean, they need to want that as well. The best thing to do is to introduce them to Men of Abundance and then let them make a decision if they would like to join the community and or work with me as their coach. All right, so today we're talking with a health and fitness coach, but this isn't the average health and fitness coach that you might be thinking of. This guy, Julian Hayes II, has taken it to a different level. And he's really put his own personality into it, his own specific uh, background and training and expertise. And you're going to hear this conversation. One of the testimonies that he has that he mentions about a guy that he helped, you can really see the depth in Julian's skills in health and fitness and taking it further than just working out and eating right. And then as mentioned in the title of this podcast, we are also going to talk about trusting your gut to move on and do the things that you truly want to do. All right, so let me introduce you to our featured guest. Julian Hayes II is the founder of The Art of Fitness and Life. He's an author, health and wellness consultant, a sleep science coach, and a nutrition coach. Julian is on a mission to help busy entrepreneurs, executives, and business owners transform their body and mind through health and wellness, which will serve as their impetus for growth and expansion in all other facets of their life. While on an organizational level, he's on a mission to help businesses and teams transform their culture and company through health and wellness, which will serve as their impetus to creating a greater impact on their industry and on the world. In addition to those tasks, he also has a weekly column with Inc., along with frequently contributing to publications such as Success, Entrepreneur, The Good Men Project, and being seen and featured over on Business Insider, Fox News, and the Chicago Tribune. 
Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Julian Hayes II. Julian, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Wally. I'm excited to be here. And before we go any further, I just want to thank you for your service and your listeners who may have served as well. And also the everyone else who's listening to this episode right now. Oh, I appreciate that. I really do. That means that really means a lot. So where are you at in the world? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, sweating Man. a lot because it's super hot. There are so many folks that I talk to <laughs> lately. I mean, everybody looks at like, uh, you know, Silicon Valley or San Diego and even Austin as kind of the um, this entrepreneur mecca where everybody's at. But more and more, I'm talking to so many entrepreneurs that are in, in many industries, podcasting, all, you know, um, fitness, what you're doing in Tennessee. What's up with that? I don't know. So I'm actually born. I was born in Tennessee and I'm shocked every day when I go, especially I live a little bit outside of Nashville. So when I go to the central area of Nashville, it's completely different. There's all these high rises being built now, hotels. And the Nashville that I remember wasn't that popular. So now it's expecting traffic all the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everywhere you go. I'm not used to this. I'm used to being able to get to any part of the city in like 30 minutes. And now it's, I almost feel like I'm in LA sometimes because wow. I know they have traffic problems, but it's not yeah. as bad as LA, but Nashville right now wasn't created for this kind of growth that it's having. So they're having to make a lot of adjustments to deal with that. Well, yeah, I mean, we can go down a whole different uh, conversation <laughs> on this one as we were just talking during the pre-show because being in Hawaii, Hawaii, this island, Oahu is the mo- by far the most populated island, uh, and uh, it's just not designed for the traffic flow that we have. But here's the question that I have for you. How is the traffic? I mean, congested, but are they aggressive? How do the, how do the people drive? Is there a lot of road rage? Uh, no, I, I think they're, they're pretty sensible. But this is also coming from living in New York for a little bit mm-hmm. and riding in taxis and dealing and seeing traffic up there and seeing how aggressive everyone is so everything down here looks very subdued compared to up air got it yeah i I ask that because people complain about the traffic here in hawaii and i try to explain to them i was like yeah it's congested it's slow and even though they're on the h1 which is there's h1 h2 and h3 the three highways here on this island but people are courteous i mean they may cut you off but they're going to throw you a shaka you know (laughs) you know as opposed to the one finger and um and generally if there is and and nobody honks horns around here it's very very rare to hear a horn in hawaii and usually if it is it's somebody from the mainland that's coming over from the mainland not not in hawaii i do hear horns so we do people do honk at each other i don't usually honk ever because i'm not in a rush because i'm either listening to an audio book or podcasts so it's time for me just to educate myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hey, that's another reason to listen to podcasts and, and audiobooks and whatnot is, uh, you know, you're not in a hurry to get somewhere. You kind of don't want to get there until the chapter ends or the, uh, the podcast ends or something like that. That's the way I am. Yeah, and, and now you can also, you can time it too. So if you think it's going to take you an hour, then, you know, you can set aside an hour in this chapter. Yeah, that's cool. So before we get too much into the conversation, Julian, I really like to start out the show with an attitude of gratitude. Uh, Share with us what you're grateful for today. Okay. So every morning I write down three things, and these are the the three things I wrote down today. The first one was the gift of movement 
to just be able to freely move and move my body any way that I can. I have a lot of sick relatives who aren't able to do that. And I have a lot of exposure in the hospitals. So it's something that we take for granted just to be able to run and sprint and lift weights. And so I'm really grateful for that. And number two is a, a optimal functioning brain that lets me process information at a high speed. And my third, since I'm on the Men of Abundance show, is just this abundant world that we live in where we have the ability to create our ideal lives. Absolutely wonderful. I love all three of those. And, you know, especially with being able to move around and freely, I work in a hospital and, you know, I see folks of all ages that have issues that are, you know, degrading and and making things hard for them to just get around. But I love having the conversations with a lot of these guys because even though that's the case, many of them are still in the right mindset and they still are enjoying life the best that they can. Yeah, and that's what's so impressive about that. And I'm seeing this now that people my age, and I think that's when it becomes realer, when you see people in your age bracket or people that you grew up with who are now experiencing decreased quality of health and and just their quality of life in general. And seeing them be resilient with that, it's almost they're having to change their identity Yeah, absolutely. And there's many reasons why, you know, we're going to get into this conversation. I can feel it because I know what your background is. And, you know, there's many reasons why people would be degrading at, you know, in your age group and my age group. I'm 48 and a veteran. So I've I've done a lot to my body over the years uh, and, you know, a lot of stress, a lot of, you know, just I've done a lot to my body over the years. And, I still stay generally healthy. I am a disabled veteran uh, with a VA rating, and it's getting harder for me to do certain things. But as long as I stay moving and eat generally healthy, I generally I tell people I eat <laughs> generally about 70, maybe 80%, depending on the time of year, healthy, the rest, whatever I want in moderation. And I stay generally healthy. But so many of my peers that are kind of in the same situation that I'm in, they're just not, they're not taking care of themselves. They're degrading quickly and they can hardly do even what I can do. Yeah. And that's the same thing with people my age and younger is that when you're, especially in your early twenties, like I was at one point, you almost think you're invincible and you're never going to get older and you're never going to get injuries or anything. So you almost have this attitude of I'll do this later because that's how I was. I was like, I'll worry about this stuff later. I'll worry about things like internal health and gut health and sleep later on down the road. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it always comes back around. So, and that's now, unfortunately, what a lot of those people are experiencing now is that all those years of neglect, negligence, and they're having to pay the price for it. Yeah, it always takes me back to the uh, picture I posted many years ago, actually, about two older women. I think they were six, both of them are 65. One is walking with a walker, the other one's jumping in the air. And it's where they got to that point is just because of the difference of their lifestyle, their choices. And uh, it just really sends the message home in that regard. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a big thing 
to it's I guess it's hard to just see that in the moment to separate yourself and think that far ahead mm. in the big picture when you're going through the day-to-day rigors of life. Absolutely. So, you know, before we got started here, I talked a little bit about what you're doing, your background, what you're doing professionally, and I really dig what you got going on, man. Everything with your um, with your site, <laughs> I love the name of your site, The Art of Fitness and Life. I, it just rings so true with me because it is an art, and, and it's a practice as we were talking during the pre-show, you know, being practitioners and students of the whole thing and learning as we go. But I would love to hear from you, and Men of Abundance likes to hear, really kind of get to know the person behind the abundance. So if you could get a little bit personal, let's hear a little bit more about who you are as a person and kind of what got you to where you, what you're doing today. Okay, so I've, I've always been athletically gifted, and like physical tasks and those sorts are easy for me. However, I've had a very not so good mindset. So there's a saying sometimes that friends used to joke with me that I could build a million dollar body for myself, but I had a $2 mindset. And before I go into that more to start on how I got to this part where I'm doing now is I was always shy, not the most confident and afraid to take risk. And this led me initially to working out and also inspired by comic books because in comic books, Superheroes were not only smart and into sciences, but they were also pretty well built. So that's why I gravitated toward those two things. So I finished undergrad and I go to graduate school. School's easy for me. It's I never felt whole in school, but it's easy. And I was just following the path that was told to me that you go to school, you get a good job, and this is that normal spiel that we've heard a million times. Mm. And I ended up in a program where I'm getting a master's and also going to medical school. And this is in New York. This is my first time in a big city like New York from Tennessee. And there's a lot of crazy characters in New York, which is great because I've always felt like an outcast. And in New York, I was just another person because you have these different people that are pursuing various dreams. And so through happy hours and randomly meeting people out in the city, they're doing cool things with their life. They're combining different interests and making it work. And that gets in my head. I'm like, I love health, but I've always loved art. I've always loved writing. Never told anyone. I just played the role of the jock, but I really loved writing. And Moving on after that year, I do well. I come back home, and just during that summer, I wake up one night, and I, I just tell myself, this is it. And I stop, tell everyone that I'm not going back to school, and that I'm going to pursue writing and my love of health and wellness. And hence, the journey begins, and where I'm at right now. You know, I've talked to so many men and women who have had, you know, with this conversation about going to school, you know, doing what they're good at. And, they're, you know, many people are good at whatever it was, accounting. I mean, you name it, the, the gamut is very long. But they just didn't feel fulfilled. I keep hearing the same trend. I didn't feel fulfilled. It wasn't really driving me. And so many people continue on down that path 
just because it's the norm. It's what they were told to do. It's what they feel that they not really feel that they should do in their heart, but kind of in, they're all in their head, you know, type of thing. And for those that have taken the leap and said, you know what, I'm, I'm just done. I'm not, this isn't the path for me, but I find it, I do find it. I kind of chuckle a little bit in that when you say, well, I left school to pursue writing as a, as a vocation, as a career, I was like, well, okay. The normal mind would think, well, what sense does that make? Wouldn't you want to stay in school so that you could hone, you know, hone that skill, but you don't hone by sitting and learning and reading books and getting lectured to you learn by doing and you hone the skill by doing. Exactly. And most importantly, I realized that if I would have stayed in school, then that's a full-time job. And so I wouldn't have been able to write as much as I want to. I wouldn't have been able to coach other people or seek speaking opportunities. And I've always been a person who likes to do a multitude of things, even if there is one central theme around it. But I just don't like doing the same thing each day. Right. Yeah, I totally get that. And I know people, so many people that go to school, for instance, uh, I'll get personal. One of my boys, my oldest boy, wanted to uh, get into cybersecurity. So we sent him to one of the best cybersecurity schools in the nation. And, you know, for the first couple of years, you're not learning cybersecurity. You're learning <laughs> reading, writing, arithmetic, history, all the stuff, all the curriculum you have to do to just get past your associate's level and into the into the bachelor's and graduate level. And he's like, I don't want I don't want to know all this stuff. I don't need it. I want to learn cybersecurity. So he came back and he said, "Okay, let's go for plan B." And he joined the military and he's learning the stuff there and he's excelling because all they're teaching is what he wants to do. That's why I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of if you are going to go to school for a certification a degree, if you will, use a certification is some sort of technical school or something like that because you're going to learn what you want to learn. And Man, the thing that I'm getting from this too is you don't, the degree is important if you're going to go be an attorney, uh, a doctor, you need those licenses, you need those degrees for that type of stuff. But if you're going to go out on your own and kind of go rogue like Julian did and be this, you know, just a a different type of health and fitness um, coach or, or guru and then write about it, and he's written so many articles you don't really need the degree. You just need the knowledge and to prove that you have that knowledge and share that with the world and go around and speak about it. So I just love that you're doing that. It just really fires me up. Yeah, and the the great thing about it now is that you can learn almost anything you want just from the Internet. There's There's things like Coursera now and other online platforms from really good schools that you can – teach yourself different topics so i still on the side immerse myself in some of the topics that i I would have learned while in school and because i I think i need to learn it because where i see myself going it needs to go beyond just the physical health because that's not solving the big problem that i think the world is facing right now yeah absolutely agree we're going to get into that in just a minute but before we do i want to share that i want you to share that kick in the gut moment uh, with Men of Abundance, and I don't know what it is, I don't know where you're going to go with this, but here on Men of Abundance, we really like to dig into this kick in the gut moment just to prove again that so many people that are excelling in life and doing amazing things with their life, sometimes it perpetuates from that kick in the gut moment, but not always. But in either case, I'd love for you to share that with us and really make us feel it. Yeah, so the kick in the gut, it's a theme of self doubt and sacrificing short-term growth and pleasures for 
a long-term life of abundance and joy. And it comes down to, do I take the proven path of what school will bring me, or do I trust my gut and follow my bliss, as Joseph Campbell would say? And this is tough because I have no writing experience, so no background in that. My degrees help, and it shows that I do have a health background, but my writing's not good. And over a year into my writing, it's not good. There's no publications that I'm getting into. And I know for most people, a year doesn't sound like a long time, but I will admit that I come from a millennial generation. So we kind of fall into instant gratifications a lot. So that's something that I've had to work on. And also in this time, while trying to run a business, bring my writing career up, my health slides. And that sounds kind of weird. Aren't you in the health and fitness industry? But yes. But the thing is, staying in shape at 23, 21 years old with very little responsibilities is a lot easier than being 29 and 30 years old and trying to make a career out of nothing while still maintaining excellent health. And I got to a point where I actually did think about going back to school and just taking the safe route again because it was really hard. And I, I've i never really faced that kind of difficulty because I've always been able to just get my way out of situations by doing good on a test or by reading a book. And this required going inside and really getting into my mindset and my emotional health and all that good stuff, which which is why it was one of the biggest challenges for me to grow, to go forward. You know, I completely resonate with what you said, because when I started this podcast over a year ago, I mean, I had full on six pack abs. I was, I mean, really, even though, you know, all my ailments, my arthritis and stuff like that, I just figured out ways for me to stay in shape. And I really focused a lot on that because at the time I also, I was a health and fitness coach and I still am to a certain extent, but not as much. But as I started this podcast, started really digging into the whole podcasting world, learning more about abundance, studying abundance from many different sources, really my health did go to the side. It's all that counterbalance. It's like the book, in, um, The One Thing, written by uh, Gary Keller and uh, Jay Pepizan. Uh, you know, they talk more about it. It's a counterbalance. Anytime you're trying to excel in one part of your life, another part of your life is going to um, see decrements, you're going to start seeing it degrading a little bit. So that's what was happening with you. in you know, learning more, trying to hone your skills as a writer, your, your fitness was kind of being neglected just a little bit enough to where you were feeling it. Yeah, and, and it, it just, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about later, but it just requires a different skill set that you have to bring to the table to make those adjustments to the new responsibilities and things that have been added to your plate. Yeah, let's do that now. So what was that that you, how did you make those adjustments so you, you could start getting your health back and kind of get back into balance? So it, I guess it all, it all goes together. So I guess my moment was first starting with my internal world. So this started with me opening up to some of my close friends about my stress, my self-doubt and the depression a little bit it was it was i think it was like a mild form of depression and anxiety so i i went to therapy for 6 months and that was really tough because i have a lot of pride in that and also being an african american 
that's not there's kind of a stigma still unfortunately with that mm-hmm. when it comes to when it comes to going to the therapy um my community my race is not as adamant about doing that first so that made it even tougher and but i will say that 6 months really helped me because i had to do a lot of exercises and talk about things that i didn't really want to talk about and there was a perspective change within that and that's helped that helped me get more focus that helped me to decide if this is something i really wanted to do and um it also helped me afterwards to write my first book and also get this new renaissance that i had about health and fitness and wellness and just exactly what it means to me because before then it was something that was just for the physical it was to show that i had broad shoulders nice chest and that stuff but what i come to realize is that health and wellness is the focal point to doing anything else in your life because once i the more i exercise and attend to my sleep and nutrition the less I have in mood swings and that kind of stuff. And my decision making is a lot better on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that. And, you know, I don't have any data on this, but based on all of my conversations and people that I personally study and know, uh, those of us who have seeked any sort of counsel, whether it's through therapy or through a mentor or coaching, anything of that nature, are the ones who are excelling in life and succeeding at what they want to succeed in. It's kind of one of those, and, and I'm getting to that because you talk about your race and that it's not really, it's looked down upon, and that is correct. I see it more as, and um, I'd love for your feedback on this too, is I see it more of as, as an economic Uh, status that really looks down upon that because those that I know that are doing well financially and not just I'm not talking millionaires I'm talking just well financially they have their they're not overextended on them you know they don't don't have a huge credit card debt you know huge debt in general Um, they tend to seek outside help and they realize that I can't do this by myself I need assistance in one way or another rather that's counsel or therapy in the in the relationships, personal and business relationships, and with their money, their relationship with money, their relationship with their vocation, so on and so forth, they seek that counsel. Therefore, they continue to get better. What are your thoughts on that? I think economics is a big part of it because I actually had to ask some family members for assistance during that time because I was – because. I was kind of crippled for a good portion of that. I wasn't doing anything because I didn't, I, I couldn't like physically get myself to do anything. So I, I did have to ask for some assistance and tell them like, I, I think I really need this because I'm like, I'm losing my mind. It almost feels like. Um, so economics is a big part, and I also think that the religion and like the viewpoint, or at least from my perspective and just the surroundings growing up when I went to church and seen that stuff is that religion also plays a little part in it as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And we won't go down that rabbit hole, but because yeah. it, it is, one, <laughs> yeah, that, I definitely agree with that. 100%. I've seen yeah, that I didn't so w- many times. Yeah. I just, I didn't want to say too much, but I, I would say that 
the, the religion because I know that's a very touchy subject. So I just it's we know that, and so I just leave it at that. <laughs> it is. It is. The only thing I'll say on that, just one more thing in reference to that, and where we're kind of going with that, because so that we can make sure that the men understand what we're talking about, because I think we're on the same track. Is certain religions don't look at they look at like meditation, for instance. Oh my God, you 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 don't do that, you know, type of thing. Um, and then seeking help from anybody other than the church, the pastor, the priest, or Jesus, or something of that nature, it's it's looked down upon, and mm-hmm. and that's where I, that's where I see it going anyway. So you know, now let's come back to what you're doing today and what you're doing for so many entrepreneurs, businesses, and people. I'd love to hear a good news story uh, or two about what you've done to now that you've. I wouldn't say fixed yourself because we're always on a journey. We're always students and we're always practitioners. But what are you doing for other people? Let's hear a couple stories about that. So one of the cool things I get to do now is coach people. And it's I changed that too. So I, I used to do just strictly, I guess, traditional personal training in gyms. And I got away from that and I decreased the number of people that I will help at a certain time so I can go much deeper and create a, a – uh, more comprehensive and immersion into their health. So one of the ladies, um, she was a reader at first, and she read some of my early stuff when I thought I was completely invisible and no one read my stuff, but she started reading my stuff early on in my days and just stayed with me. And she actually lost 100 pounds and was under 200 pounds for the first time in I forgot how many years I want to say since her early 20s maybe and the thing was I was the pounds were cool and the inches loss was great but more importantly it was just the the excitement in her voice and just the confidence that she has now as a business owner to present herself better and in I'm sure you know this too that when you feel really good about yourself there's a there's a more positive and stronger energy that radiates off of you that others can feel and that just makes you so inter- magnetic and contagious to others which helps your business as she was um wanting to do when she goes to talk to people and the second one is another girl and um actually I'll I'll do this is the men in abundance. Let's do a, a, a guy client. Let's do it. So he was, yeah. So he was, so he was um, stressed, sleep issues, weight, weight wasn't coming off, and one of the things that we did there was, a lot of times people would maybe look into calories or making them exercise more, and we did the exact opposite. We. I had I had him stop counting calories and just focus on making better choices. I had him stop doing any type of any type of cardio and only working out 3 days a week. And my hunch was that he was overly stressed because he was an accountant at this mm-hmm. point. And it was busy season as well. So those are 70 plus hours a lot of times because he was working for one of the big four firms. And also with the sleep, I, he had some deep issues from childhood that never came out. And once he started journaling, I suppose, which I, I don't have the science behind this, 
it's almost like a relief came off his shoulders and it opened up different doors. And so six months later, he ends up quitting his job and becoming a speaker, helping other people who went through some of his issues that he went through as a child that traumatized him and stay with him from an adult that he never had the courage to talk about. And um, he eventually did lose weight and all that stuff. And that was just because he did so many different fat diets. And so his metabolism was pretty messed up. So that's a very important part. But more importantly to me, I love the transformation that he took in his life. And that was why that was one of my favorite people to work with. Wow. I love that story. That is a very deep story because that shows exactly where you're at as a coach and what a coach can do for somebody else. A coach that truly cares and is going to take the time to say, unlike many other coaches, and I probably would have been the same way, hey, let's do more. Let's do more workout. Let's move more. But at, years ago, I probably would have done that. But at this point, I'm definitely wise enough to know lack of sleep and stress is one of the biggest issues. And I love that you recognized that and took him down the right path, regardless of losing weight. It wasn't even about the weight. It was about his lifestyle. Yeah. there's And that's one of the reasons why I tend to – why I, I um, emphasize sleep a little more and even why I'm a sleep science coach as one of my things is because mm-hmm. that was a big part of me was the sleep because I know when I, when I, when I take care of my sleep – my mood is better, my anxiety is better, and my waist is better as well. So if, there, mm-hmm. if, we can imagine, if we can imagine a pyramid and you got exercise, activity, and you got nutrition and sleep, sleep is at the core at the very bottom because mm-hmm. sleep directly affects all those other ones. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Now, with my situation, because of you know some of the physical elements that I have going on, I if I'm in bed past five hours, up to six hours, I, my lower back will just wake me up. So, to combat that is, I take naps. I love naps. <laughs> so I'll Beautiful. take naps, and then I'll make sure I get my you know my usually about six hours of sleep at night, uh, but I make sure I get at least my uh, seven ish eight throughout the day. Beautiful naps are. Naps are tremendously beneficial. And there's there's even a lot of research to back that up. So that's a great idea for anyone who wants to kind of help their sleep a little bit and their energy levels is to take a 20 to 30 minute nap and you'll feel fine. Yeah, literally it drives my wife crazy because she can't do it. 15 minutes, I look, I go lay down 15 minutes, I wake up, I'm like, let's go. We ready? <laughs> She's like, you didn't even, you didn't, I, I put my head on the pillow and I'm out. It's done. Yeah. So Julian, I'd love to have this conversation so much deeper, especially in the sleep, because I'm a real big advocate of that as well. But we're at the point of the show where we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that? Let's do it. All right. You've already shared so much amazing information, but uh, share with our abundant leaders one to three actionable steps that they can take today. So number one, it's going to be, what's your vision? And what I mean by this is, imagine your your ideal scenario. And this goes for your body, your business, your life, your relationships, how you want to give back. And what do people want to know you? How do you want people to know you in terms of what kind of character you have, what you stood for? And it's almost, you want to think about it as maybe writing in an obituary. Because what this does is this gives you complete clarity on how you go about your day. 
And this helps you stay in alignment with what you say that you value. So when decisions and opportunities come up, you it's an easy choice because does it fit with this vision and this imagery that you set up for yourself? It's an easy choice. And so I start with that because then you can just start to reverse engineer down and pick and choose on a daily basis what you need to do to become that vision that you have. And, and so after we have that one, the second thing that we want to do is to make a weekly schedule and fill in time for sleep, exercise, work, and social time. And the reason why this is so important is because a lot of times people struggle with health and fitness because they're overwhelmed due to not being organized. And so by making a schedule, you're going to be um, proactive to the day instead of reactive and just putting out random fires and oftentimes sacrificing that exercise for things in your business or for other miscellaneous tasks that come up. Yeah, absolutely. Put it on the calendar. I always say that if it's not on the calendar, chances are it's not important enough to you and it's not going to get done. Exactly. So what daily habits, and I'm, I'm sure you, I can guess a few, but what other daily habits make the biggest <laughs> impact in your life? So the first one is meditating. And so I found what works for me is brief meditation. So five to 10 minute meditations. So I usually do one in the morning, one in the afternoon and one in the evening just to keep me under control because I tend to, my brain tends to be very overactive and that can help me lose focus and discipline. So I do that just as a way to pause from the day and to see how I'm doing and then go back to doing what I'm doing. So meditating is huge for me. Next is going to be some type of daily exercise. I don't think everyone, everyone doesn't need to like lift weights every day. I like to lift weights a lot because that's my outlet, but I do think that you need to do some kind of movement because going beyond just the physical benefits of that, you're a lot of us that are trying to live out our abundant lives are doing this through helping people with our businesses or within our communities. And by getting our body in motion, we're helping our brain. We're going to be more creative and we're releasing endorphins. So we're going to be radiating more positive energy out into the world. Excellent. Excellent advice. And, I appreciate that. And I guess, go ahead. Yeah. And since I already mentioned sleep, so that's, that's a big one as well, but to go a little, a easy sleep thing to help all your listeners is to give yourself an electronic curfew at night, at least an hour. I know that sounds hard, but just doing that is going to help your sleep tremendously because that light at night, that artificial lighting, mm -hmm. is um, suppressing some of your melatonin, which is going to help you sleep. And so you're signaling to your brain that it should be awake because that's what the light does going through our eye receptors. And oh, I haven't mentioned anything about nutrition. So, and let's see. I, an easy one for nutrition is just to make sure that each meal I each meal I have has two to three, two to four servings of vegetables, just because of what I weigh. And I do this because I don't like vegetables, or I used to not like vegetables. And so that was the last thing I had to make myself learn to love. And I didn't start eating vegetables till I was about twenty years old. 
And so every meal now is I make sure to eat my vegetables first and have a pretty sizable portion of them just because of all the minerals and vitamins that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I got to say that's one of the things that we're very fortunate about. My boys, um, we eat a lot of vegetables and stuff. And my seven-year-old, it drives, some people are like, when he literally the other day he had a choice we were at a restaurant he had a choice between french fries and broccoli he chose broccoli without even hesitation <laughs> and the guy was like wow what <laughs> i mean he eats raw bell peppers <laughs> raw carrots i mean seriously the dude just he's he loves his vegetables in fact we actually i'm a meat eater and he's always cold so uh i know he's probably getting a little bit anemic so <laughs> i'm always like you need to eat more meat but he loves his vegetables man <laughs> Wow, that that's amazing. That is amazing. So what are you reading or listening to now that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Oh man, let's I'm just gonna stick with one book <laughs> and I just finished it last night. And it is The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. And don't pay attention to like the title, The Science of Getting Rich, and think it's just about money. And in the book there are some religious overtones, but erase all of that. The big thing I got from this is just about living a rich life, however you define that. And there's a quote I really love, and it was, there is a thinking stuff from which all things are made. And that is so important because to start living an abundant life, whether that's in your health, whether that's in your business, your relationships, and anything else, it all starts in our mind. It all starts with that thought and the quality of that thought. Thanks for sharing that. I have not heard of that book yet, but I want to make a point on what you said, and it's absolutely true in so many cases. Many of the books that you see, Think and Grow Rich, The Science of Being Rich, Money, I think it's Business Secrets, Business Secrets from the Bible. Uh, any Many of these books that talk about money, and they have money in the title, or wealth in the title, or rich in the title, many of them, I would have to say easily 90% or more of them have nothing to do with, or very little to do anyway, with actually money and being rich in the mindset that most people think of it. That's a way to attract you into grabbing the book because many people are attracted to that, but other people are repelled by it. So for those of you who still have an issue with money, and that's part of what we're trying to do here at Men of Abundance is get you over that issue and that relationship, improve your relationship with money, realizing it's nothing more than a tool and a, a, you know, a piece of linen and cotton because that's literally what it's made out of. Um, <laughs> to find these books, you know, get a hold of these books because they are personal development books. And many of them, like you alluded to, are the it's information that comes straight out of the Bible, uh, if that's what you're looking for, too. And the thing with the money is that was me for a long point in like the money mindset. But the one of the most important things that I realized and that some of your listeners who may struggle with money with that mindset is that money is gives you a tool to really help others in an even more abundant way than you probably than than you can without it so money is something that you can help influence the world in a more positive manner at a greater scale absolutely and i'll take that a little bit deeper not just the money itself but by you acquiring the skills and being able to provide the value and knowing how to do that, that in itself right there, that tangible skill 
that you can share with others and pay it forward to others in an abundant way is truly what's going to ultimately help others even more than actually going and handing somebody a thousand dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever they need in their time of need. When you can share that mindset and that those skill sets with other people, it's it goes back to the old adage, you know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. Uh, it just makes it so much better. And that's what we're trying to do here at Men of Abundance is pay it forward to all of you guys. Exactly. So what do you feel holds most people back from truly living a life of abundance in health, relationships, and all of that? Uh, I'm going to speak for myself, and I'm sure there are some of your listeners out there, is not taking extreme ownership of our lives, which is also another good book, Extreme Ownership. And what I mean by that, it's it's easy now in this world to to blame other external things for us not getting what we want. And it's easy to be fearful and, and let fear win from us. And we need to realize that opportunity and transformation is 100% in our control and that we can't let the fear or any other th- things that a mainstream message wants to tell us. Or, and another thing is that it's a very convenient world that we live in and we can just blame that for a myriad of situations. And so it's really just getting over that fear that a lot of us live in. And there's a quote I read every day by Malcolm X that really resonates with me. And he says that, I know some of you are afraid to listen to the truth. You have been raised on fear and lies, but I'm going to preach to you the truth until you are free of that fear. And the reason why that's so resonating with me is when I read these classic books and they talk about money and they talk about how I can manifest the life that I want and it's 100% in my control that just takes that just challenges me because I've always had these fear of taking chances and doing these other things that I wanted to do excellent excellent so that leads us to the last question Julian and that is what does living a life of abundance mean to you it's it's easily summed up by thinking that all things are going to contribute to my advancement, that there's no scarcity. And to go deeper with that, it's I have this opportunity to leave a legacy in this world through helping and inspiring others to not only become healthier, but to also take that chance that I did. And by helping people with their health and wellness, I'm helping that person directly, but I'm also helping a lot more people than I even realized because if I help that person directly, for instance, that guy that I talked about, he's doing better in every facet of his life now. And so now he has his gift now that he's sharing with many others. And perhaps without me helping him with his health there, he wouldn't have had the energy, the courage to help those people that he's helping now. And so that would have been a lot of other people in this world right now who aren't being fulfilled Man, that that is huge. I absolutely love that. So we're going to close this up, Jillian, but before we do, what did we not talk about that you'd like to ensure that our abundant leaders get from our conversation? I just want to emphasize that time is precious, and it's, it's, it's the ultimate non-renewable resource. And if you're listening to this episode, then you have already hit the lottery just from being born. 
and it's you owe it to yourself and you owe it to those who need you out there to act on that relationship that fitness goal that business goal or whatever it is you owe it to yourself and all of them to do it with some urgency and to just start now and make it super small when you're starting excellent yeah thanks for sharing that so julian we're going to have the art of fitness and life.com linked up in the show notes is there any other way that uh, we can get a hold of you or find out more about you yeah so also on that website you'll see that there is i i do a very comprehensive style of coaching so where we go deeper than nutrition and the working out we we do various testings which to really optimize your health and mind so you can become the best version of yourself in multiple facets of your life and also as a way to pay it forward and really try to help your listeners i have a um a cheat sheet that they can have just to get started with what i call my six elements to a complete well-being and so for your u.s listeners they can just type in afl to four 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 nine 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 and for anyone else who just wants to go to that web page you can just go to the art of fitness in life slash fitness for busy entrepreneurs Excellent. I'll have all of that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. And guys, I encourage you to go do that. I love cheat sheets myself. Anytime I take any sort of course or coaching or read a book or something like that, I'm always looking for a list of things to do, a cheat sheet, if you will. So definitely go take a look at that. I'm I'm a collector of cheat sheets. (laughs) No, not as much anymore. Now I'm more of a doer than I am a collector, but I've collected many cheat sheets over the years. Uh, So go go get a hold of that if you don't have one already. Yeah, the cheat sheets are good because they give you a quick win and just build some early momentum to get you going. Yeah, absolutely. Because some guys out there, and I, I'm kind of the same way. I, I really like to dive deep into why certain things, why I'm doing certain things. But sometimes I just want to get to the meat of it and just do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, Julian, this has been wonderful. I truly appreciate your time. I dig what you're doing, man, and um, I look forward to sharing you with our abundant leaders pleasure to be on here wally and i really hope that um your listeners got something out of this and if they have any further questions also just to email me at julian j-u-l-i-a-n at the art of fitness and and i will be glad to help in any way that i can because i understand that i didn't get to where i am by myself and no one else can as well absolutely correct all right have have a good weekend enjoy the rest of the weekend and uh try to stay cool down there aloha Bye. You too. (laughs) Enjoy the sunshine. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. You might have heard my son uh, say goodbye there right towards the end. He was sitting there listening to me during this conversation towards the back end of it. He was just itching to say something, um, but uh, he didn't say anything until the very end, and then I let him have a conversation with Julian, which was pretty cool because he really likes to watch me work and he likes to have these conversations with these guys as well. He's actually gotten on a podcast uh, with me on another show, which was really neat. And we talked about education. That was a lot of fun. He really enjoys that kind of stuff. And, but he sits there and waits for me because he knows as soon as I get done with the conversation, then we can go across the street to the beach, which we don't at the time of me editing this episode, we no longer live on the beach, but 
Uh, it was a fun time at that point in time. Anyway, guys, I hope you got a lot out of that conversation. If you did, please share it with other guys because they are definitely going to want to listen to it as well. And make sure you get into the Men of Abundance community because we are really going to start really enhancing your abundance mindset so that you can finally have the life of abundance that you know you deserve. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance. Thank you.